Okay. Welcome to the Sausage Factory. <laughs> we are here today to talk about the devil. And if you have little ones in the room, it might be a good idea to send them away. <laughs> so before we get into um, how the sausage is made, uh, let's talk about the devil's various titles. I've seen Typhon. Uh, Baphomet. We'll be talking a lot about Baphomet, I think. Um, oh, I saw a really good one. Perditorum Raptor, which is the captor of the lost. I think that has like such a poetry to it. It's mm. beautiful. Uh, and then, of course, we have Lord of the Gates of Matter and Child of the Forces of Time. Now, Lord of the Gates of Matter, that sounds familiar, right? Because what's the, what's the one for death? Lord of the Gates of Death. Oh, Lord of or the, the Gates of the Death? the Gate of Death, I yeah, think it is. Yeah. yeah. So we have that those parallels. And uh, and Child of the Forces of Time. I think that one's interesting because it's Force Says. It's yeah. not Child of the Force of Time, mm -hmm. which suggests to me, you know, how time isn't necessarily linear and one path forward. Mm -hmm. There's forces going in either direction and yeah, past, present, future. That's true. The and forces and time. time, you know, Kronos, Saturn, Saturn, right. ruler of Capricorn. Yep. That's kind of interesting. Yep. But, but it's interesting to me, the idea that, you know, he could be the Lord of matter as well as the Lord of time. Cause I don't know, I get the matter part, but not so much the time, you know, are we, well, maybe we can think about that as we're going yeah. through it. I mean, matter, out. if you think of matter as Saturn as well, mm. you know, the structure and Saturn is also time and structures mm -hmm. that f form and grow and dissolve through time. Yeah. You know, there's, yeah. I think. I mean, you, time is a limiting and, and calibrating restrictive, force uh, as thing. well. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Wow, that's a lot of philosophy for 11 in the morning. <laughs> okay, so um so what do you th what do you say? Shall we dive right into the astrology? Sure. Okay. Obvious place to start. Mhm. Mm and uh and the devil is associated with Capricorn. Saturn is in rulership in Capricorn. Uh, moon is in detriment. Mars is in exaltation. We'll of see course. lots of evidence of that. Yep. And Jupiter is in fall. So what 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 references do we see to Capricorn <laughs> in these cards? Do we see anything besides references references right. to Capricorn? <laughs> well, we've, they're both very goaty. Yeah, we've got goats everywhere. Although you know, Capricornus is actually a, a sea goat, right? Mm -hmm. What is, what is a sea goat? Well. You know, it's like a centaur, but it's a head and forepaws mm -hmm. of a goat and, and the tail, tail of a sea creature. So sort of like a seahorse, but... Which I think yeah. is a really old, you know, archetype mm -hmm. for Enki. Really? The, the Sumerian god Enki was said to be a sea goat. Oh. At time, took the form of a seagoat at times to travel through the waters and come up on land. And That's interesting. And it's kind of... Enki, the whole Enki thing is kind of cool, too, because... He was known as the father of light. Mm -hmm. So that's another, you know, Lucifer type mm -hmm. imagery. And, um, oh, Lord of the Sacred Eye. 
And then right. this card is the, the Hebrew letter for this card is the I. Right. And I think he's associated with some travels to the underworld as well, which right. is interesting for this card in particular. And he was the bringer of knowledge to mankind when, you know, his right. his sibling wanted to destroy mankind through, mm-hmm. through this flood or whatever, and he wanted to save them and bring them knowledge. Mm-hmm. So the devil as, you know, the redeemer. The the devil as uh, the one who brings knowledge and the one who is um, our ally as well as our great enemy. Yes. <laughs> right. Okay. Our frenemy. <laughs> All right. And it's also interesting because in Capricorn, that's December 22nd to January 20th-ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get the winter solstice, right? Right. So we get the the shortest, right? The shortest, day. darkest day of the year. Yeah, and the right. increase of the light from there. Yep, and I think um, also if you place the signs of the zodiac on an astrology wheel, Capricorn ends up at the zenith, at mm-hmm. the midheaven. Mm-hmm. It's like That's the, true. The yeah. height. That's why yeah. you know a lot of the symbolism. The goat climbs the mountain. The goat up, climbs yeah. the mountain. <laughs> right. Ends up at the top and mm-hmm. at the zenith. I think Crowley said something about that. That this was a winter card, but if you look in the uh, Thoth card, see all those forms that they say are the Martian canals. Yeah, which is a Mars thing. But yes. I, I, he describes them also as forms of madness, the hint of spring to come in the you know depths of winter, the madness <laughs> of spring. Like that's I see just it. I you know see it. Yeah. A, the opposite you know on its way, but it's now it's on the increase because once you get the darkest day of the year, the light starts increasing from there. So visually, what we're talking about on the Thoth card is. There's sort of this pinkish background, pinkish reddish, marsh, martial red um, background, and then there are these sort of spidery, webby, webby kind of egg membraney. Yeah, things. yeah, which which were described, I think, was it by Lady Frida or by Crowley himself as canals of yeah, Mars. I think Frida said yeah they were canals of Mars. Artist rendition, yes, <laughs> liberally interpreted. <laughs> Yeah, and you know what's interesting is also the connection with Saturn as the ruler of Capricorn. I think the you know we associate Saturn with um, you know or the Father Time with the magic weapon of the lamp, like in the Hermit, mm-hmm. and so that's interesting to me because there are a lot of themes of light and sight. Mm-hmm. in the devil card and you know the idea that you go into the darkness and you have this bright light right and that ties into the hebrew letters meaning exactly. of the eye exactly. exactly i think i like to think of one thing i think of with this card is you know it it's seeing that the forces of time and the forces of matter are illusory in a sense mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. opening your eyes to that they're not exactly solid as we think they are. Mm, interesting. And there, if you notice, yeah, on the Thoth card, definitely, he's got that third, third eye, eye right, right? On goat with a third eye. I mean, goats have creepy looking eyes to begin with, but this one's got three of them. And then on the Rider weight, you also have sort of some eye imagery. Well, it's kind of not well, it clear. Com- it's coming out that uh, a verse pentagram is mm-hmm. coming out of his third eye. Mm-hmm. 
area. Mm-hmm. Which is, yeah, again, that averse pentagram is the four points over one, the matter over spirit, so the spirit point is aligned with the eye. The other thing we should probably talk about astrology-wise is the presence of Mars in this card. <laughs> Why there's a giant dick on the Crowley card. <laughs> well, why not? Yes. Um, for once, we don't have to imagine and wonder <laughs> if it's really a phallic reference. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's really out there. Um, I mean, it's, you know, the junk is hanging out right there on the it's card. right up there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, and, and Crowley, I think, specifically intended this to be super phallic the idea of that mars the prince the male principle is exalted in capricorn and it's super exalted <laughs> oh yes it's it's got wings as they say <laughs> it's uh yeah it's it's as exalted as can be <laughs> and you know there's also a very subtle phallic reference in the rider Waite smith card in that he's that. got ears of the ass which is a very subtle, I think, reference to the Roman god Priapus, the, oh, the one, you know, really? the god yeah. with the giant wing yeah. <laughs> on the statue, usually. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, I'm trying to see if uh, I've looked for this before uh, in Hulse. You know, he sees he sees things. He said that there was a glyph of like mercury in there in the Rider Waits genital area. Genital area. I don't that. see it. I don't see it. Whenever I hear people say things like that, a lot of times I'm like, eh, I don't know. About yeah, that. I'm not, I just can't. I mean, I'm looking, I'm as close as I can be, closer <laughs> than I want to be, and I'm not seeing it. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, but. Furthermore, uh, as if it weren't enough to have the giant phallus on the Thoth card, uh, it is actually piercing the ring of, what is it, Newt? Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is a... Newt or Newther. Yeah. Newt, uh, there's very many forms. I think Crowley actually specifically calls, refers to Newith mm-hmm. as that form, and that is the form of Newit that's like manifest. Mm-hmm. So rather than mm-hmm. this... um starry sky as being like this arching ephemeral thing it's Mm -hmm. more her personified Mm -hmm. that form is when she takes matter or something more corporeal yeah something like that when they when when that name is used it's when she's embodied yeah and isn't there sort of a connection with bina um through that and with Saturn, of course, right. again, ruler of Capricorn. So it all kind of loops around to connect. So it's, uh, we have the great mother's presence in this card of, mm. um, you know, in flagrante delicto, uh, intercourse. Okay. So, uh, so anyway, we've sort of touched on the Kabbalah. We might as well keep going. Might as well dive into it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, as you were saying, it's associated with Hebrew letter Ayin which means I, and wow, do we ever have um, references to that as far as, you know, first of all, we saw those third eyes sort of pointed out in both of them. And it's also the single, it's a single letter and the word associated is mirth. Ah, right, yeah. Which is kind of cool. I like like that association of the devil with mirth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, Crowley's goat definitely has a smirk. Um, Waits is frowning, so he doesn't look as mirthful, but still. It's interesting. He, he looks to me, though, like, um, 
his face is almost mask-like.、Mm. You know, it reminds me of you know Japanese depictions of demons. You know, yeah, there's, yeah. There's something. There's something that's play acting about it. Yep. Yeah. Um, and also the another interesting site reference is that uh, in some systems we believe this devil in the Rider Waite Smith card is the archangel Oriel. Um, and Oriel was supposed to, or Uriel, he was supposed to be the sharpest sighted of all the angels. Interestingly Interesting. enough, yeah,、um, you know, his name actually means "God is my light." Oh, another light yeah, reference, like Lucifer. Yeah,、right? yeah. And I tried to. I was looking up last night to try and see if, like, there was some kind of conflation of Uriel and Lucifer, but I couldn't find any. Nevertheless, he is、um, also considered an angel of wisdom. Mm-hmm. You know, a wisdom bearer and a ruler over Tartarus. So the parallels are yeah, pretty, interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. pretty strong. Yeah, and the other thing that I found out this week.、Um, so, so there are four archangels, right? There's Michael, Gabriel, Raphael, and Oriel, and three of them are named in scripture, but not Oriel. Oriel's. You know, not actually、left、literally、out. named. He's left booted out. out of heaven. <laughs> yeah.、And、what's really funny is that I was in the、um, I was in the crystal shop this week because I was reading. You know, I do that every week, and、uh, and I wanted to get a little Michael medallion for my son because he's the patron saint of fencers, sort of. So you know, has a sword. So <laughs> so I went and I there's a basket full of. Archangel medallions, and I find one, and I say to the owner of the shop, I asked him to help me find one, and and as we're looking through it,、uh, I notice that there's tons of Oriel medallions in there, and he's like, "Yeah, we have to buy them in sets of four, and nobody wants Oriel." <laughs> so it's literally chock full of Oriel medallions. <laughs> Poor Oriel, but、um, but I'm sure he has the last laugh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, he needs some sympathy. He does. So,、um, oh, and by the way,、uh, I should have said this in the astrological section, but、um, if you look at the palm of the Rider Waite Smith,、mm. there may be a Saturn glyph on it. Yeah, there's definitely something going on there. Yeah, it's pretty stylized. It looks kind of yeah. It's it's a little. It, it might be Saturn. It kind of looks look, like that. It kind of、yeah. looks like Saturn. It's got that, you know, the cross and then this. You know,、mm-hmm. a little bit of the sickle. Yeah, it's、um, hard to say for sure, but it's plausible. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so、um, so the path goes from、uh, from Tifereth to Hod,、uh, from beauty to glory, from the sun to Mercury, which I find really interesting. This whole sun. Sun and Mercury again. You know,、mm-hmm. they're a natural pair,、mm-hmm. and also the Devil card is. Associated with both the、uh, Fool and the Magus cards as like a, a natural、yeah. progression of of those of those two cards. So Pan was、mm-hmm. the son of Hermes, I believe. Right, right, and right, right. Yeah, so there's、yes. like a real connection there between the Sun and Mercury, and here it is on the path between the Sun and Mercury. And right, so you're thinking of like Keter as the Sun,、um, as far、oh, as Tifereth as the Sun, right, right. But, but on the central pillar leading up to Keter, ultimately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So,、um, but the Fool as well. We have the Fool as Air. The the Magus is Mercury. And we have kind of connections to both of them. The,、right. As you're saying, the Pan connection with the Fool, and then the Mercury connection with the Magus.、Um, 
Yeah, and this idea. And, mm-hmm, go ahead. Th- well, there's another thing about you know the fact that it's the path between Hode and Tiferet. Mm-hmm. You know the Mercury thing. So we see very obvious kind of twin symbolism here and just like in the lover's card for gemini you know the sign of one of the signs of mercury Mm -hmm. um there's obviously twins in both cards really Mm -hmm. (laughs) in Mm -hmm. a sense Mm -hmm. um and then (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's um they come in pairs. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> yeah, and you see that. So, where? What other cards do you see twins on? The lovers the and the sun. sun, right? And so we again we so have Ger- Gemini, Gemini and Mercury, and, Mercury, mm-hmm. um, and then and sun, the sun and the yeah. twins of the sun. Yeah, the so twins, right. there's definitely something going on there. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, and there's there's definitely something about Hode. This idea with Hode that you systematize you. You take matter and you, you know, kind of organize it into mm. systems and forms um, in a way that's very mercurial. Mm. Capricious almost. Capricious almost, yeah. 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 And this path itself, so if you look at it, it's at a, it's... Mm-hmm. It's at an angle, goes- you know, on the left side, I guess, from our point so it of goes view. So sort of down from the sun to the lower left right. from our point of and view. And so that's mirroring the path above it, that same angle, the magus. Of so the another, magus. Another Hermes, yes. Hermes yes, yes, reference. Yes, that's right. So the magus goes from Keter to Bina. Right. So mm-hmm. it's just the same angle, but one step above. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of interesting to reflect on. That is. And it's also, if you are, you know, if you look at the Rider-Waite-Smith card he is pointing it's kind of the wrong way but again if you look at it you know from the opposite direction right it could be the right way yeah um you know with one hand up yeah, towards the center and the other down right. towards um, and then if you look at the the opposite path mm-hmm. you know if then we have then death, we have death. Right? so yeah the gates of death and that makes the devil like in a sense the gates of life Matter right. being born, taking mm-hmm. incarnation. Mm-hmm. So we have so the so the devil going from uh, Tiferet to Netzach, um, the exact mirror image of the devil going from Tiferet to Hod. Even though you know, the Golden Dawn's attributions, path attributions are so different from the ones we find in Judaism, we find interesting parallels all over the place. You know, it, the system works. Mm-hmm. The system works. It does. It does mm-hmm. work. No matter. Mm-hmm. That's one thing you really can't deny that it works. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think part of that is just you know human flexibility and capacity to re- read meaning into any system. But nevertheless, it's very satisfying when you see these mirror images all over the tree, and you know, and it has a certain sense of inevitability somehow. Another uh, cool thing about those two paths of uh, the devil and death. Mm-hmm. So you see, at the, if you drew those two paths on the tree, you'd have Tiferet kind of at the peak of a roof mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. between Hod and Netzach. 
And they called that particular section of the tree, or I've seen it called, the City of the Sun. Oh, really? Isn't that kind of cool? That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So so it's almost like, so you've got the death and then temperance and then the devil sort of all under this sort yeah, of the umbrella. Of the yes. Yeah. 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 The sun's rays, two rays hmm. coming down, kind of. Hmm. Which I, I like that. I like that. I find it kind of poetic. Mm-hmm. But, you know, one of the reasons I think this card gets such a bad rap is the whole, like, especially in the Wait Smith card. I mean, they've got chains on. They're, like, mm-hmm. chained to this cube with a chain around their neck. And it's seeing that time and matter are kind of illusions. Mm-hmm. And, but without seeing that, you're kind of bound right. to matter and to this this sense of time. And I think uh, Crowley said that all... All manifestations, however glorious, are are stains because perfection perfection is nothingness. You know, basically. Right, 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 right. The stain of matter. Right, right. Yeah, and you know, I was thinking about this concept of binding. You know, after doing that sort of essay on girdles for the Empress, mm. and and there's something about the idea of binding that. You know, we think of it as negative in witchcraft, the idea to bind someone and prevent somebody from doing something. But when people bound themselves through history, it was almost like a a form of focus or sort of like saying, okay, this is an act of compulsion. I'm going to make myself do this or I'm going to make someone else do this. It's, it's, it's something about limiting your focus to the thing that you have to do, mm. which to me is interesting, both in terms of like the devil preventing you from moving on for, to whatever it is you need to do, but also the, de- the, the, the devil forcing you to focus with his sharp eye mm. on the thing that you need to do. Right. Right. Almost like sensory deprivation. Yeah. One point, one pointed. Laser focus. Yeah. Right. Or that moment. You know, since this is clearly a sex card, that moment in sex where you can't think about anything else, you know, everything else is blocked out. Right. I suppose we could um, move into some of the symbols that we haven't um, talked about. There's a couple. Well, numerically, I also just wanted to dip in about the 15 and the 6, right? Yeah. Because we've got the, so the devil, Trump 15, and we've talked about this amazing connections it has with the 6, the the lover's card. Right. you know, and if you, this is especially obvious in the Rider-Waite-Smith, right? We talked about it a little bit, but you can, you can literally see the, you know, the, the parallels in the iconography, the, right. um, you know, the sort of presiding angel. And remember, we have angels or fallen angels. Um, Oriel is in, <clears throat> Oriel's in this card. And then we have temperance, we have judgment, and we have, uh, uh, the lovers. And, you know, people argue over which angel is in which, but there's definitely a total of four archangels, just like we have in scripture. So, um, and so we have that, and then we have the literal Adam and Eve figures, like we saw, mm-hmm. and then with their with their chains around their necks, loosely, people like to say the idea that they don't have to be there. Um, and then those parallels with the tails are fascinating. Mm. So you were saying about the tail on the guy, um, the flame there. Was that, that's, that's the one that corresponds in the lover's card to the tree of life or the tree of knowledge. I'm trying to remember. Mm. I'll take it out and see because, 
I would say the tree of knowledge would be mm-hmm. the flame one, but that's just my guess because yeah. of the whole light, you know, knowledge and bringing light and fire and flame and yeah. that. Yeah. And then the other, the other, well, but then that one has the serpent in it. That one has the serpent. The tree of in life yeah. has the serpent in it on the lover's card. So, right, right. It's, it's, I mean, those two trees are always getting conflated mm. anyway, but, um, but it's, I like the idea of the tree of knowledge perhaps being on the Eve side, you know, mm-hmm. the idea that she has this relationship with the serpent. And mm-hmm. then here she is with the, um, with the grapes on the devil card and the grapes are like a full reference. And there we have again, a reference again, to Pan and right. the serpent perhaps. But um, another thing that occurred to me, so the lover's card, you know, this reduces to six in the lover's card. That's the card of the sword. So that when you think of the path of the flaming sword that connects every sephira to every mm-hmm. other sephira, mm-hmm. then you have, an equivalent to that is the path of the serpent that connects every path to every other path. Yeah. So then you've got serpent and sword, just like you could say serpent being associated with the devil and sword being associated with the lovers, which mm-hmm. I think is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So what is the difference between the path of the serpent and the path in the um, flesh? The, it's the serpent of wisdom, I think they call mm-hmm. it. And it, it's, if you look at a diagram of the tree, you ever see mm-hmm. one with like a snake wrapped around? Well, just like the path of the flaming sword is connecting mm-hmm. each of the sephira and orders. Mm-hmm. Um, is it in the same order? It's, the two paths? I mean, the yeah, I'm not sure. I, I think it's starting at the top and going down, you know, and mm-hmm. just like similarly, but it's the, the coils of the serpent loop around each path. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. connecting all the paths. In a oh, kind of okay. a- awkward looking so way. <laughs> right. The lightning flash where you skip several, the serpent actually touches every path? I think so. I'd have to look at the diagram can, again, but yeah. I think it's connecting the paths in order, in some order. You um, know what? I'm going to grab the yeah, big we black book. Get a diagram I'm sure out. It's in there. Check it out. Okay. So, um, so Path of the Serpent. We should maybe put a diagram up on yeah, the website. Yeah, Serpent so of see. Wisdom. So it, we just verified and looked at it. It does indeed, the serpent touches each of the 22 paths mm-hmm. whereas the lightning flash is kind of a touches more linear each of the sephira yep okay um good so, so that was a cool uh another cool. like sword and serpent connection so devil lovers mm-hmm. connection mm-hmm. Uh, another thing about the goats um i think that weight specifically talks about his devil as being the horned goat of Mendez, mm. which is um, Baphomet. Yeah, which is a Baphomet figure. Um, Clearly almost a duplicate of Levi's drawing. Yeah. Yeah. Um there's a that's a that's a really nice picture too, I think maybe we'll put is the, worth putting up yep. there because the Eliphas Levi, he did this drawing of Baphomet, which really solidified the connection between the devil and Baphomet in people's minds starting in the 19th century and has been used by many people as sort of a shorthand for satanic, you know, connections and satanic rituals. So it's part of this sort of attempt to make the devil into a figure of fear. Um, And I think also... um, Crowley says something about a connection between Saturn, Seth, Shaitan, mm-hmm. and Satan, mm-hmm. the idea that these, you know, 
um, that these figures are all interlinked in some way, right? As figures of you know. Darkness. And interestingly, I think he mentions that all of those figures, no matter which which of those names you just said, all have the same letters—the Shin, mm-hmm. the Tao. You know. Mm-hmm. The, so I thought that was, and kind I of think that's legit. You know, yeah. I mean, I think etymologically we see that when when language shifts, when words shift, it's the consonants that kind of stay the same, and the and the vowels that shift, so that you know. Thus, Santa is quite evil, <laughs> right? Right. What's that joke about um, uh, dyslexic right. devil worshiper worshiping Santa or something <laughs> like that? To me, the two cards really kind of encapsulate diff- the different views people have had of devil figures or, you know, life force figures. I mean, Pan was worshipped as a legitimate god, not as a figure of evil. And you kind of see that more right. in the Crowley card, right? Whereas the weight devil really has that uh that that feeling like it's trying to evoke a, f- a sense of evil mm. and fear you know it's very christian feeling it's the iconography with the bat wings is mm. you know um the idea that we see in many devil figures from the uh from the marseille era that you have this chimeric figure who is an abomination of nature so he's got like the bat wings for air. He's got the torch for fire. Claw feet. The claw feet, which are like Scorpio, which is water. And then his body being the earth and the matter. Salt. Yeah. salt of the earth. <laughs> or maybe even this block that he's standing on. Yeah, that could be a that salt could be too. Uh, yeah. matter. I mean, I also, it also makes me think of the emperor and his cubic throne. Yeah. And that's kind of a Marsy mm-hmm. reference. Mm-hmm. I think that... There's, again, with the contrast between the two, there's also a sort of sex positive, sex negative thing going mm. on. You know, there's there's joy and ecstasy in one of them and kind of shame and, and uh, you know, where's my fig leaf <laughs> in the other. <laughs> yeah. I think that's one of the cards that went in an actual reading with people, you know, it gets such a reaction and... A little easier to use the Thoth card in readings with people because they don't get that immediate, like, choky feeling, like, oh, my God, there's the devil. I've done something horribly wrong, you know. But it's... I, I like the devil card, I personally. do, too. I do, too. I do, too. I mean, I, and I think it's it's worthwhile to recognize that we don't, you know, it's not just about addiction or binding or, you know, or force or... or or matter over spirit and materialism. It's also about enjoying life Mm. and, you know, and being the master of the game. And in a sense, you know, that Capricornian ability to deal with um, money and, and, and strategy and, you know, all of those. It's an unstoppable force, Yeah, you know, that, Mm -hmm. that, that craving is what drives us, you Mm -hmm. know, that craving for life. It's, it's a survival instinct. Um, and this is a good time actually to talk about the associated minors, maybe, because yeah. we have, you know, the three Capricorn minors, the, yeah, the two, two, three, and four discs, yeah. which are the lords of change, the yep. lord of work, work, and the lord of or power. Work, works. Or works. works. Right, 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 yep. right. And power. Power. <laughs> so, you know, if you think of those as being essentially Capricornian. Areas of interest, you know, the idea that 
life changes, the idea that, you know, Capricorn, the, the workaholic of the Zodiac. Right. You know. And the, so the change card that, mm-hmm. again, there's that driving force, mm-hmm. that like expansion and contraction mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Because the two of just specifically is Jupiter and, and Capricorn. And Capricorn. With that Saturn, right. J- so, Jupiter piston engine going. But it's yeah. basically, you know, that, that it's a force of going, you mm-hmm. know, constantly. Mm-hmm moving never stopping Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. with the next card work or works Mm -hmm. um a sense of building something from Mm -hmm. blocks of matter right 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 so so you have the motive force and then you have the thing it acts on and then you have the accomplishment the power right the stability the fortress the fortress you know yeah 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 holding on to the where you've got to you right know, that right. zenith point you've gotten to you kind of mm-hmm. there's a little bit of a plateau there where you want to cling to it yeah there is i mean there's that that posture of hoarding in the in the wade smith four of mm. pentacles but also it's interesting because you know if you look back in time to the marseille decks they always have like a shield in the middle of the four of discs because that's sort of like the family's accumulation of power and wealth you mm-hmm. know the stability that comes from having done this over and over gone through the change work power cycle you know for generations and having accumulated this mass of stuff that that represents stability if you're a hoarder <laughs> But, um, but yeah, so I think that's cool. Sometimes it's interesting when you're, you know, grappling with a zodiacal major to look at the minors and see what yeah. they can tell you. So we've got the three decans of mm-hmm. Capricorn, the first one with a Jupiter influence, the mm-hmm. second one with a, um, uh, a Mars. Mars, Mars influence, and the and third the one with sun. a solar influence. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So it's, it's all quite male. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Speaking of, we haven't talked about the um, testicles in the <laughs> Thoth card. They're yeah. kind of interesting what's going they on are. in there. There's four male figures in one and four female figures oh, that's true. in the other. I did not realize that. So that's eight figures in total. For uh, a for Hode reference, reference right? And there are 10 chromosomes in each supposedly right okay um, not sure what that and it looks like there's to. some little solar um glyphs there is that true it looks like there's four maybe four little suns see those uh oh, radiating like here here yeah here. those four yep. things so on either side sort of at the equator on either sides of the equators of the testes right <laughs> you've got sun ish glyphs mm-hmm. yeah it's Really strange too. The um, it looks like the male figures are sort of bowing to a minotaur. Type it does figure. look like that. Um, could it be a goat, or do you think it's a I, it's a minotaur? It's hard to say. Hard to say. It's definitely anim it's, animal. Oh wait, look at head. this. If you look really closely, imagine. Look at. I know this looks like a, a um sort of like horns, but if you look at it, you can sort of see a um. Like an elongated chin looking up at Pan with horns in back. So if, yeah. if you look real close, that's a that kind of looks like a face looking up at the goat. Yeah, it's hard to say what end I'm looking at here, honestly. <laughs> yeah, but so, yeah, yeah. I see. There's actually a nose, right, and an ear. Yeah, that's definitely a face um, looking up. Yep, looking up, turned up towards. Yeah, the, uh, up up towards the goat. Yep. Yeah. And his posture looks kind of like Typhonian there. That 
Yeah. You know? So what about Typhon? Yeah, well, there's definitely got to be an association there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the Typhon, the actual monster Typhon was serpent-like, right? Yeah. Is that correct? So more serpent mm-hmm. reference. Mm-hmm. More serpent references. And I've also heard the... Uh, you know, the concept of the holy guardian angel referred to as a serpent. And, really? You know, yeah. Uh-huh. So, you know, a grantor of knowledge yes. as well. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there's the serpent that's associated with Yggdrasil, too, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Right. Uh, what about the, uh, what's the story with the Urias wand? Or the Urias disc and the wand well, of the adept. Well, if we want to <laughs> laugh at another phallus reference, <laughs> I believe that uh, Snuffin says that the fa- that the the wand of the chief adept here that we see is uh, winged, which means it's erect, <laughs> <laughs> lifted <Wow>. up. <laughs> wow! So, well, that's interesting. That's something to look for: uh, winged phalluses and. You know, or winged references. I mean, we see the wings in the devil card in the white, Wade Smith as well. You know, the idea that it's born aloft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Defying gravity. Yeah. And actually those, th- there's, there's sort of ghostly wings in the Thoth card as well. Sort of those. Yeah. They uh, almost look like bat wings themselves. Those They're forms. They're evocative They're, of bat wings. Yeah. And yeah. kind of abstract way they look, they remind me of bat wings mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then there's the uh the horns of the goat or the spiral spiral horns, horns yeah. and spiral again is always something to me that suggests the form of life the, the bu- form, building DNA, yeah the dna the helix the, the the building blocks of life the fibonacci sequence oh yes the right plant grows and and in and, and horns as well you see that spiral the the golden yeah ratio, as they're you? as yeah, they're growing as they're growing yep. yeah and between that spiral symbolism and the these beings that are in the testicles of the figure, <laughs> um, I don't know. It always I think it's a really good reminder that this card is about manifesting unlived as yet unlived potentials mm-hmm. within you. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and some of that some of that feeling of negativity or craving is when you don't let those out and you and you suppress those mm-hmm. um they want to get out yeah 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 and if you don't let them out then you have demons of a different kind to struggle with and you know and you may be you know escaping for solace in other directions because you're not expressing you're not fulfilling will. right mm-hmm. you're not fulfilling your potential right 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 that's a really interesting way to look at it what about the color? I I kind of don't understand Lady Frida's use of color here because um yeah she well it's like she took the she is using the colors so what of are the, the scale scales so the scale? there's the indigo mm-hmm. of Saturn and black mm-hmm. um and then there's uh blue black yeah blue black and cold dark gray mm-hmm. but then she's clearly mixing in some reds and oranges mm-hmm. so I'm guessing mm-hmm. Mars and Hode. Um, mm-hmm. references and, there as well. And, the, you know, within the, uh, the, the winged member itself, there's almost a golden quality. I mm. don't know. It reminds me, it could be right. Tiferet. You know? Right. The, yeah. So yellow, orange, and red definitely mm-hmm. are present in the card. The solar kind of feel to it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's quite lovely, actually. 
Yeah, she but did I think a good your 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 tabula mundi devil is more faithful to the color scales, and I, I yeah. just love that blue black uh-huh. color. I think it's I do too. Know, just it's ravishing. A, yeah, it's a great color. Yeah. And in 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 my card, I put the DNA spirals yeah. in, in there because it it kind of fits in. Well, you know what's really interesting? I I remember um, I was using your before you had it colored in the black and white version. I remember I was using it and I was finding that I was drawing the devil from your deck when I would go to get my shots, my allergy shots. So there was this interesting, like, right? This thing yeah. of things mixing into your bloodstream and, yep. you know, to create an alliance with matter so I wouldn't be fighting the allergies. You That's know, really cool. Isn't that cool? Yeah. yeah. You know, at first I was like, what is this? And then I was like, oh, well, there's this whole connection with like, you right, know, the blood and, the blood and, and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, one, the only thing I have more to say on this card is that I find it helpful to remember that God and the devil are the same being, actually, in a sense. You know, they're all manifestations of the one thing. Of the divine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. I think that, you know, sometimes we get too caught up in the Christian era, you know, of the separation of right. good and evil. Yeah, but, the duality of right, everything. Right, right, and trying to uh, push away half of your <laughs> half of yourself, you know, in an attempt to embrace the light. But but we need both parts for completion. Yeah, interestingly, I've uh, there are some plant references that uh, I just was sort of going through the rulership book a little bit, and you know. There's some like Marijuana. poppy and hemp. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely the the sort of intoxicants, intoxicants that uh, things that alter your mind or your perception in particular, because perception is such a huge part of this card. Um, time, for some reason, I don't know why, is associated with uh, with the devil and with Capricorn. Um, time the plant as time. opposed to yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, maybe it's, maybe. A, maybe it's a pun. Yeah, Who exactly. Knows? It could be. Could be ruby, onyx, black diamond. So these chthonic, you know, underground mm, kind of stones, powerful, potent, yeah. grounded. Yeah, and that's a, oh, that's another thing that we haven't really touched upon is the idea of mushrooms. Oh, mushrooms themselves, yeah. like not only the psilocybin mushrooms mm-hmm. for their intoxicating, but just the fact that a mushroom has so much life force. Mm-hmm. I remember mm-hmm. seeing once a, a photograph of a mushroom that had pushed its way through the tar of a freshly tarred road because it just wanted to grow, you and know, also, out of the darkness. It just came right up out through the tar. There which- is some evidence that that when you're in a forest, the the trees communicate via the mycelium, the mushroom network. You know, the yeah, that's actually supposed to be the largest living being is mycelium because yes, it can go for acres and acres and acres and all be connected. Right. And, you know, when you think about that, that really kind of messes with your definition of sentience because they are, you know, communicating in some way, just not the way we communicate, but there is this sort of linkage between matter and understanding of speaking the same language. And, oh, and I wanted to also say that with all of these sort of these what they call the chthonic gods, the you know um, the Hades, the underworld, uh, gods. exactly Beelzebub, subterranean. Um, the uh, even even with this idea of Oriel as a governor of Tartarus and Pluto, there's this idea that there's riches as well as death beneath mm. the earth, right? So you mine for gold, you mine for diamonds, um, 
plutocracy, of course, is the rulership by the wealthy. So again, there's this sort of Lord of the Gates of Matter, you know, king of wealth, king of king of riches, the dragon over his horde. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. This idea that there's this mastery and understanding of money uh, in a way that can both be, you know, obsessive and problematic, but also empowering of great enjoyment of life. So in terms of smells, it's really pretty interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't bring What does the devil there. smell like? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I didn't like bring a vial of spunk or something. Oh my god. Okay. Now, Harry balls. Have... No. <laughs> you'll have to de- balls. you'll have to delete that, but <laughs> I couldn't resist. <laughs> Do we have to? I think we can. <laughs> okay, so um so uh so you know, with all of these earth uh, creatures, with all the earth smells, signs, mm. and element, and plants, Animalian we get, Yeah, animalic stuff. We get um, civet. Um, we get musk. Uh, we get... Oh, I have benzoin here, too. But I have the civet here. You can smell if you benzoin. like. Benzoin. Wasn't that a Venusian one as well? Oh, it's an... Everybody uses benzoin. Okay. <laughs> it's sort of like frankincense, you know. This is the one. Now, were you able to smell Clever Beast without, like, keeling over? Because yeah, that's got... I was able to, yeah. Okay, good, because that's that's in this. This is synthetic Oof, civet. Oof. And here is, so my, um, my Capricorn perfume is called Clever Beast, and it's based on civet, musk, um, and uh, leather, oh, I yeah, think. Oh, yeah, that's nice. So there's just animals, animals, animals all over it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that one I like a lot. that one, too. Yeah. That's a clever beast for all you Capricorns out there. It'll be on sale in the month of uh, Capricorn. <laughs> so what I do is I, I give a 20% off sale for the sign for throughout the month kind of a thing. Um, and the note associated with Saturn. So this is the musical note for the devil is always a bit of an issue because um you remember that it's sort of like red is C, orange is D. It just goes up the scale. So when we get to the higher end of the scale, you know, we're getting to sort of blue, purple, and I guess black is implied by blue and purple because it's not implied by red and orange and mm. yellow. So so for that, um, I think that the association for uh, for Capricorn is um, is basically blue, black, or indigo. indigo. Yeah. yeah, so it's so, indigo on the king scale. So yeah, yeah. So what we've been doing a lot of um, we've been doing a lot of G sharp for blue colors, and now we move up to A, which is the color, uh, which is the note associated with the devil because it is associated with bluish black indigo something like that um, um a sounds appropriate yeah it sounds kind of appropriate i mean a for iron mm. <laughs> that's what know. i was thinking kind of <laughs> yeah sort of kind of sort of yeah uh yeah and it's it's not the final note of the scale we still have um we still have b and purple you know there's just this sort of moment in between where we use um a natural for blue uh, for this indigo color okay um is that everything i think that's I think everything. it is um okay so we've covered a lot of themes and i hope that we've done something to improve your relationship with this card if it needed improvement it does for a lot of people uh, we've talked about the idea of sight and visual stimuli we've talked about 
we've talked a lot about sex. <laughs> we've talked about um, binding and the idea of mastery over matter and the different forms of compulsion and contract associated with binding, like tying the knot. <laughs> wisdom wisdom unlived potential unlived potential and the illusion of the forces of matter and time indeed the illusion of control thereof as well yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right so um so thanks for sticking with us through this exploration of beelzebub <laughs> and we'll pleased be pleased to meet you pleased to meet you <laughs> Uh, and we'll be back next time. I'm sure you can't wait with the tower. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. <laughs>